Hey, welcome back to The Real Podcast, where we are constantly reinforcing to you the ability to be able to live a relevant, engaging, actionable life here from World Harvest Church. Uh, with our, with us here on the panel today, we have several, not only a new friend with us today, yeah. but also Pastor Brad Mendenhall, the senior yeah. pastor at World Harvest Church. And the whole reason why we have this podcast to begin with is that, you know, on a Sunday morning when you have the message, you don't necessarily have the option, the, the ability to really just kind of talk through some of the practical principles. And today, we're incredibly honored to have with us today, Scott Allen, who's a principal at Monroe Elementary. Yeah. Uh, and when you think about school and education, one of the things uh, when you talk about the kind of the controversial subjects we bring up is that, you know, element, education is one of the areas where as a believer, you may not be able to outwardly necessarily show constantly what your faith is all the time because of just kind of what the rules are. But you do a phenomenal job in showing that through the love that you have for people and, and, and just how you live your life. So first, before we really dive into that topic, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been the principal, uh, not only there, but also how you got into being in principal of school administration. Yeah. Um, I've been at Monroe Elementary. Uh, this is my fifth year, and um, I got into education, honestly, because I lost my dad right before I graduated high school, and it was mm. at that time that I really learned how many people did not have a male role model in their life, Yeah, mm. yeah. you know, wow. and um, I was actually going into genetic counseling, believe it or not, wow. and uh, just when I really realized how many people did not have that male figure or had absentee fathers, yeah. I just decided to dedicate my life to being a male role model for kids. Oh, wow. That's and awesome. so that's what put me into education. That's why I went into the field. Yeah. Um, that's so a huge transition a, from ge- what is ge- genetic, genetic counseling. What is genetic counseling? I think that's the first time I've ever heard genetic counseling. <laughs> what is genetic counseling? Do you just actually the, listen to you yeah, that much? Yeah, because pretty, mine don't listen to me. <laughs> pretty much the opposite of what I'm doing now. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much is what I'm, a lot of science in it. Oh, yeah. uh, wow. So, yeah, yeah, and so now I'm at uh, Monroe. Monroe. I've been in Enid for seven years now. Seven years. Yeah. Yeah, tell us a little bit about your spiritual background. But just real quickly, can you sum up that that journey of faith that you've been on and how you met Christ? Sure, sure, absolutely. Um, You know, I I can't remember a time not knowing God. You know, that's kind of been my... I, I, I learned and experienced Him at a very early age. You know, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm an individual who's really a miracle. You know, many times um, doctors said I wasn't going to live and, 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 and been blessed with an incredible testimony, but I discovered who God was at an early age and have just been pressing in uh, yeah. since then and, and trying my best to grow in Him. Yeah, you know? yeah, so. that's good. That's good. You know, one of the things when we talk about not just being part of church, but it's, it's we, we have talked often about kind of this paradigm that takes place when you go to church, you're part of church, you're a member of church, and then you have to step into the real world, what we call the real world, on uh, the real podcast, but you step into the real world where you have a job and you have life and life happens. And kind of that, that um, dichotomy between, hey, here in church, we celebrate the faith we have in Jesus. We celebrate the victory that we have in Jesus. We celebrate the hope that we have in Jesus. But then when you literally walk out the doors and walk into your place of work, um, and I know it's different because you've been in ministry for 33 years, 30? Probably. Two, okay. I, <laughs> Close the, enough. For 75 years. <laughs> yeah. No, we won't say 75. For, for 33 years <laughs> 32, been in ministry, 33, 33, it's different right when, for, and for a lot of our members, when you walk into a realm where faith isn't something that necessarily yeah. not only you openly talk about, but in fact, it's something that you have to, to watch what you say. Because right. military yeah. is the same way, they don't allow you to proselytize, which is probably the same thing with education, and that's a real challenge. I mean, that's a that, when we talk about the real podcast, the relevant, engaging, actionable life. This is probably one of the real challenges a lot of our viewers have, and a lot of our friends have. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, when I reflect on my life and just 
my personal call and what I feel like my why is. You know, I look at how we look at our lives and I really see two different things. I see success and I see significance. And I think a lot of people, you know, the world looks at success. Yeah. You know, they look at job titles and just salaries and, you know, oh, you make this much money. Well, you're successful. You yeah, know, yeah, they yeah. go along those lines. But really, life is measured in significance. And I'm not mm, saying you don't want to be prosper. You know, mm -hmm. you don't want to prosper because I believe Jesus wants you to be yeah. prosperous, you mm -hmm. know. Yeah. But I think when you look at significance, that's the impact that you have on others. Yeah. You know, success mm -hmm. is about you. Significance is about your influence on others. Oh, yeah. that's really good. And so uh, the way I approach and even I would say almost attack my, my, my role as a principal is, man, I'm there to be significant in the lives of these kids. And, and, and you know, three things really drive me. It's to love, the pe love them, to inspire them, and to encourage them, empower them, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, to accomplish their goals and dreams. And if you've ever been to one of our morning assemblies, yeah. um, the way it's structured, the way I design it is, every day they come into the doors of my school, yeah. they're going to hear that they are loved. Yeah. Yeah. They are going to hear that they are a champion. Yeah. They yeah. are going to hear that they're going to overcome the obstacles in their life and accomplish their goals and dreams. And so I may not be able to stand up there with a Bible in hand and proclaim the gospel in front yeah. of them, but I can live that and set that example yeah. and breathe life into them. And I think that's really really um, being a real Jesus in the real world yeah. Yeah. is loving and, them in that way. Yeah, and love, really loving good. that. And if you have it in your mindset, <laughs> that it's, it's this stoic principle saying, oh, welcome to school. Good that is not what <laughs> is the case. If you've never been to one of the Monroe Elementary morning yeah. rallies, I'm telling you, we yeah. uh, they're actually the sp sponsor school for our squadron, yeah. um, the Dragons. Yeah. Uh, and when, when we showed up, we are not expecting, I yeah. mean, they were raised in the roof. It's insane because yeah. when you look high at education, high, absolutely, it yeah. just, it's yeah. it's a yeah. it's a mosh pit of excitement yeah. is the best yeah. way I can describe it. Yeah. And when you take that energy into it, how much of a difference do you see from maybe kids that are transplanted into that school mm -hmm. from different schools? It does it does it take them time to be able to kind of acclimate to be like, oh my gosh, these people are for me. Well, I think everything's about culture. Yeah. I mean, everything's about culture. And I want to have a winning champion mindset type of culture. And so when when kids come from other schools, they're a little surprised, mm. you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. because uh, we, <laughs> yeah, they're like, that guy is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, it's all about the kids. Yeah. It, you know, I have, yeah. I have the saying, I'll do anything for kids. Yeah. And, and whether it's dress up and wear crazy wigs and stuff, I yeah. do that. But um, ultimately, the underlying theme is resiliency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, I, we can have the smartest kids in the world. They can score perfect on their ACTs, SATs. But if you don't have resiliency in life, yeah. you're not going to make it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to have that ability to yeah. bounce back whenever you're knocked down. Yeah. And because that's everybody's life. Yeah. No matter who you are, um, that's mm. what you have to have to succeed. And so that's sure, what I yeah. try to instill in them at an early age is, hey, yeah. and the kids I have are almost, we're over 95% poverty. Mm. And um, a lot wow. of my kids have gone through things that kids should never go through. Yeah, yeah. And that's I've got to get them to understand that they can overcome. Yeah, that's good. You know those things. And, and we might mention too, if you're not following, if you're a social media person and you're not following Scott, you need to. Yeah. Because Kinsley yeah. was sharing that there, you can see a lot of what he does there, and I love it because he's he's not ashamed of it. He's putting it out there. Uh, in fact, I think it was, what, two years ago you did mm -hmm. Carrie Underwood's song, The Champion, and yeah. I think you even got a shout-out back from yeah, Carrie yeah, herself, did. didn't got, you, from that? I got a couple so. shout-outs from her. That was pretty cool. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. 
So that's cool. What I'm just kind of curious to know: do you do you get any pushback from anybody with that style that you bring, that high energy, really, you know, getting the kids to realize they're champion? I mean, I, I would think not, but I don't know. Do you get any pushback from anybody? Um, you know, I also, you know, we're the Monroe Lions, and so mm-hmm. that lion mindset I, I continue to reiterate with everybody. And and one of those things is a lion is not concerned with the opinions of sheep. <laughs> so, yeah. so um, I've got to it. throw that out there and just say that's oh just God. the way I live. That's <laughs> so, good. I love um, it. So that's true. true. Yeah. That's, well, you know, yeah. as a leader, when you're in a leadership position, you know, you, <laughs> it's like I've been uh, hearing a lot during the, the pandemic that we're in. I mean, you know, anybody can have a title, but not everybody that carries a title is a leader. Right. You know, yeah. and I've, I'll be honest, I've had some frustration with some of the leaders that I'm underneath. I'm like, well, come on, lead, make a decision mm-hmm. in these things. Uh, so I know there is frustration, but I know in leadership uh, where we are, we can't be concerned about, you know, the little foxes, I like to say. It's the, you know, because the Bible even says it's the little foxes that destroys the vine. I mean, we got to make sure they're not destroying the vine, but we can't let those little voices, those little things deter us from what God is telling us to do in our heart when we're leading in that. Right. Because leadership is not about, a pop, not about being popular, for sure. Right. Right. It's about, you know, really hearing the voice of God and, and leading, doing yeah. that. Mm-hmm. In that. You know, th- there, there's also a dichotomy in that, in, in that I've, I think we all have leaders where, where we've had the chance to either serve under them or serve with them and like that they were definitely filling a position that's for sure but yeah. not they weren't necessarily leading anything in, yeah. in the sense that yeah. that a lot of times people when they think about leader and they step into a leadership role they think well in a leadership role I've got to be in charge I got to but there's actually so much more power in hearing what it is that people say and it's the yeah. difference between balancing and getting the honest feedback and taking in and not just being inclusive, but taking in into the account and the opinions of what people around you, the close circle that you have, mm-hmm. what they have to say, and then leading them through that challenge. Yeah. Because I think we've all been in those situations where you have, uh, you're just, your voice isn't heard. I mean, you, you, you could have the best idea in the world, but they're just not going to hear you because they've already had their opinion made up. Mm-hmm. And especially when, when you are leading in such a dynamic culture where, uh, you're right, man, these kids come home from, they, they come from their home lives into school and that literally may be the only break mm-hmm. that they get from a harsh reality that they live. Absolutely. So when yeah. you look at that situation, you look at that scenario, how is it that you build a culture? How is it that you you allow this inclusive mentality of, hey, you're an individual and you're an awesome individual and I want to hear what the input you have to say, but also lead them through those challenging situations because you're right, it does take, as you said, it does take a leader to be able to grab the bull by the horns and, and reassure and bring that comfort in situations where you need a leader to stand up, but it, you also don't want to shut people up in the process. Right. Yeah. So right. I, I would imagine with staff, that's a real challenge when, when there's concerns and you have to listen, but you also got to lead. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I work with a little over 50 women, uh-huh. you know, and so we, you know, men and women, we look at things differently uh-huh. and I'm, that's not a diss on any women out there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. right. But we just look at things differently. And so I'm constantly being open to how they're viewing things. And yeah. I think I have an open door policy where people come in and talk to me and I actively listen, you that's know, good. um, one of the things, See, I spent most of my career in secondary, actually, in junior high and, and coaching mm. and coaching at high school level. Yeah. And so elementary was brand new to me. Mm. Like five years ago, I'd never wow. been in elementary. Wow. And so I've had to rely mostly on my leadership skills, yeah. really, for when I first went there, because everything's different in elementary. And so yeah. Um, yeah. I have learned from them as well. 
and I actively listen to them and just, um, but ultimately I have to make a decision based on what's best for the kids. That's good. I just kind of curious, you know, I love the ideas you do. How how do you come up with a lot of those ideas and the leadership ways you do and talking to the kids and the cool things, assemblies? I mean, what, how how do you come up with these things? I I mean, you just had a video the other day, you know, just with your big wig on and song that you had for the kids. And I mean, I loved it. I just, honestly, I, I, I try to find things that are going on sometimes in the culture and try to spin it in a way that I can encourage them and um, honestly to put a smile on their face. Yeah. yeah. You know, something that simple as putting a smile on their face. Yeah. Of course, I, I, to me, it's a lot of Holy Ghost. I think the Holy Ghost speaking to you, those things there. You oh, know, yeah. Tell oh, many yeah. Times, oh, just yeah. those witty ideas and yeah. those things like that. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. So not just when you're, you're working in an organization, but one of the things about leadership and just being in a leadership position is that a lot of people don't see what happens behind the scenes. They don't see the toll that it takes behind the scenes because yeah. um, I think back to several deployments when in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, this is not good. This is not good. But you can't show that. You have to show. And it's not that it's not being honest. It's not that it's not being transparent because transparency is all about what this podcast is about. Literally, yeah. the real podcast is being transparency. But there's times as a leader, and I'm sure as parents, you've had it before too, where there's things that you're discussing with your spouse to be like, I don't know how we're going to figure this out, but but you don't want to stress your kids out about it and you don't necessarily sure in that moment. Yeah. But there's challenges as a leader where um, when you're leading an organization, there's a lot of weight. There's a lot of toll that, that, that rests on your shoulders. I'm sure you feel and know the same way. So when we come back from break, we're going to be tackling, because that's a weighty question. It's a weighty question. We're going to give you a second of time to think about it before we come back. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about that, of what the weight of leadership, leading in a culture, leading in real world and a real life uh, where we have members and and friends that we work with, that we uh, go to church with. And how do we walk in that way? How do we not let it be a burden, but instead we let it be an opportunity to truly show the love of Jesus? And we'll be right back here on The Real Podcast. Hey, welcome back again to The Real Podcast, where we're consistently bringing you the truth about living a relevant, engaging, actionable life right here at World Harvest Church, because that's what we're all about, is taking a real Jesus to a real world, and the thing that we don't like to do is sugarcoat it. I mean, yeah. there's been enough sugarcoating yeah. of church and enough fakeness yeah. of, of what faith has been. I know a lot of friends, frankly, they they had, had, had seen what faith was to their parents and grandparents. They're like, I don't want anything of it because it wasn't honest and transparent. And that's what this is all about. So we left with a really weighty question of saying, listen, when you're leading, whether you're leading your family, whether you're leading an organization, there's, yes, the importance of bringing in the people and, and including people's opinion and building that culture that you were talking about. Um, but as a leader, it leaves you with something that could be considered a very, very heavy burden if you allow it to be a burden. And that's just the weight of leadership. That's the way to leadership of setting a culture and setting a tone and having whether it's the complaints, whether it's the frustrations, whether it's the decisions, you know, we're in this environment with COVID-19. There's a lot of leaders having to make very tough decisions that impact a lot of people's lives. So when you find yourself in these spots where you say, dude, it feels like the weight of Monroe Elementary is literally on my back. What is your go-to or or what do you do to be able to work yourself through these situations? Because I know our viewers that if it's not Monroe Elementary, it's something at work or something at school for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's lonely at the top. You know, yeah. you hear that yeah. saying uh, a lot. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it is, it is. It is. Um, but that's really when I have to press in uh, with God and just get alone with Him and spend time with Him. Um, listening to praise and worship. You know, yeah. a lot of times I'll just kind of 
go to my room, listen to uh, praise and worship, and just spend time with him and just trying to cast those burdens upon him, which is really difficult, yeah. honestly, at times. Um, but the things I think that hurt the most are when I see kids hurting and I can't fix it. Because that is, man, you just, you want to yeah. fix it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if there's a problem, yeah. that's kind of how we're wired. Yeah. We want to fix that problem. Yeah. But, um, you know, coming to grips with the fact that loving them and doing everything you can within the sphere of influence that you have mm -hmm. is enough, you know, with, with those yeah. particular kids. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would say pressing in with God and spending time with him and just talking to him and saying, hey, this is how I feel. This yeah. is what's going on. Help me to make the best, best decision. You know, Holy Spirit, quicken me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. give me knowledge, wisdom, understanding to make the right decisions. As a, so. as a principal of elementary, you know, of course, you're one, you could say the cog in the wheel of the yeah. Enid school system. How much freedom do you have there to lead your school in what you feel needs to take place? Um, I feel like that I've been empowered to do my job. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I really do. Um, and um, I love the autonomy that I have to be, be able to be outside the box and kind of do things yeah. differently um, and, and to be myself and, and to really do what God kind of shows me to do. You know, you're asking how I come up with creative ideas and things. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of a God thing, too, yeah. I think, yeah. you know, yeah. spending time is. with him. So, um, yeah. you know, I, I love to be able to be creative. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, you can see that in you. Definitely got creativity in yeah. you there. So, you do a great job. I don't yeah, know I if I told you that, that yet, but you do yeah. an awesome job. Great I appreciate job. that. So. Um, if I could touch back on success and significance just for a second, yeah, yeah, because yeah. one of the things I love about my staff, since we're talking about Monroe, is I lead by servant leadership, and I have no problem telling my staff that they are more important than I am. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, talking about success and looking at job positions and titles and stuff. Listen, I have custodians and I have paras and I have cafeteria workers and stuff like that, that maybe some others would not look like a successful position. Mm -hmm. But man, there's some significance behind that mm -hmm. because they attack their job with pride in what they do yeah. you know yeah. i mean they're feeding 400 kids yeah. Yeah. they're cleaning a building for 400 kids yeah. and even though it may not be the fanciest building in the world it is clean and it's yeah. what these kids deserve and that's really what it's all about and yeah. so when you look at you know success some people may not say that some of them are successful but man what they do is so significant yeah. and they're influencing the lives of others and yeah. i really think that's what we have to get away from is the labels of titles and things like that and embrace where you are in your life, Yeah, mm. you know, and, yeah. and be Jesus good. to the world, yeah. you yeah. know, and understand your significance and yeah. yeah. where you are at the current time. Yeah. So, yeah. And something you said good. there that's really interesting I, I, about influence is created by impact. The more impact you have in somebody's life, and think about this relationally. If you don't have a relationship with somebody, you're not going to have an impact in their, or influence in their life. It's like trying to walk right. up to a complete stranger and say, hey, I got a, you know, four points that would be really great for you to live your life by. They're right. going to be like, who are you? Yeah. I have right. another. Right. Get, go away from me. Get behind you, Satan. Yeah. But, you, yeah. you, <laughs> but, but in order to have an impact into somebody's lives and be able to influence them, you have to be able to have no kidding that impact in their life, which requires daily dedication. Yeah, I just yeah. got done shooting a podcast with uh, Josh, uh, uh, Josh Ward, mm -hmm. the owner of Blue Jays. And one of the things that he really honed in on was 
people wouldn't realize you it, think that in business, business is about uh, being a leader is about being able to, uh, you know, know how to market and know how to manage money and know how to manage people. He said, it's really, it re it's really not. It's about being excellent in your craft. Hmm. If you will take the time to be dedicated and be excellent in what God has put in your hands before you. And there's been several times we've had people come onto the worship team in different areas in the ministry where they say, well, I don't want to clean toilets. Yeah. You know, the first job I had at World Harvest Church, you remember? The first job. The first job I had at World Harvest Church. Which one was it? It was painting the floor, the upstairs floor, the second story <laughs> building with Pastor Mike. It took five days. It was hotter than hootenannies. And that place was absolutely miserable. But I look back on it and the times that we had with Pastor Mike and the time, those multiple days of, I don't even know why we were painting the floor, but we were painting the floor. The time that we had spent it, it making sure that it was just excellent in what we were doing because he was preparing that to be a youth, the youth floor, the floor for youth kids. And that amount of time, a lot of times we underestimate the importance of the little things. We underestimate the importance of the impact you're having in, in the small areas of the life. But what you don't realize is that when you will dedicate yourself and give and truly pour into the areas of impact that you are able to have, you have ma major, major influence into people's lives. Absolutely. That you're, it's not just a janitor. It's not just an associate pastor. It's not just a manager position. You are, you have the chance to impact so many people's lives. And a lot of times people get focused on the role, exactly like you mm -hmm. said, instead of the impact they're able to have in it. Absolutely. They get focused on the job title instead of yeah. the, the yeah. job that it is that they need to be doing. Yeah. 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 I've always embraced that philosophy, you know, and you're not really ever going to be able to do what's in your heart till you do what's in your hands mm -hmm. till you're responsible with yeah. that. in whatever position you are, I think that's because God, he rewards the faithfulness. He who's faithful in little is faithful in much in that. Right. So, you know, and I know God's always got a great future for us. We always forward think, but you know, we got to ask ourselves too, what are we doing with what's in our hands? And yeah, right. I love that what you said about your staff there, just they got ownership, they're buying in. That's what makes Monroe yeah. School a great school. And of course, dynamics have changed. I mean, yes. God, can you speak to that here for just a moment? I mean, now um, all of a sudden, the, it's kind of like church. We're, uh, we're, we're having yeah. church without people in the building. You're having school without uh, kids in the school. It's, I mean, I know that's a challenge. Can you speak to that? Just kind of the, what that's, the challenge of his leader and, and what you're dealing with in that area? It's heavy. I mean, yeah. it's, um, I mean it's, it's like you. I don't have my flock. Yeah. You know, and it's... Uh, it's tough. You know, we do Zoom meetings with classes throughout the day and at night, and um, it's just not the same, you know. Yeah. Um, I worry about a lot of my kids, yeah. you know, um, whether it's getting food. You know, we, we do our best to provide food, but not all the, parent, not all the families just reach out mm -hmm. and, and receive that. And, um, but um, we, we continue to provide food for... Um, lunches and breakfast yeah. you know for the kids and families they'll take advantage of that we send food home for the weekends for yeah. a lot of our kids um we're just continuously trying to make contact with parents and checking on the kids and yeah. um doing everything we can but it, it's it's tough because the end of the school year is is the best time of the year i mean yeah. that's when you have all sorts of events, you know, yeah. you know, your fifth graders, they're going to the big junior high. Yeah. And yeah. so you have kind of a graduation. It's not yeah. graduation, but you know, a recognition for yeah. them. That rite of passage. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and those kids <laughs> yeah. and those parents are missing that. And it's just, um, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's a great lesson though, I think for, mm -hmm. for everyone right yeah. now in this particular time, it puts things in perspective. Yeah. I mean, Life really happens. Does. Yes. It doesn't go the yeah. way we plan it sometimes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so and how you do with that? It's, I didn't realize how just hit me when you was talking how similar our positions are. 
You yeah, know? it's it's a mission. Because I know what you're talking about. I mean, it's, it's a mission field. It it, it hurts. Yeah. You know, I'll have staff meetings, and um, it's just not even close to the same. Uh, yeah. You know, they're just not there. Because yeah. I, you know, even the church, I've got this fringe of people. I'm like, ah, man, I just I wonder how they're doing. I hope they're making yeah. it. Yeah. You know, it, it, yeah, I, I yeah, I, I hurt with you in that. Yeah. Carry the burden, the yeah. burden of leadership. Yep. In that. You know, in, in a time like this, with so many people that. Uh, not necessarily that they're disconnected, but just the time where everybody's social distancing. I mean, literally, we just face, get our, yeah. too close already. Yeah. But yeah. people are supposed to be social distanced. And, you know, I know we're getting back to the, what the new normal will look like. But it's really a great opportunity that even through the hurt of where we are as individuals, even through the hurt of, you know, where, where we are as a church in the sense of we're missing our people, we're yeah. missing our congregation, we're missing being able to look and, and see what's going yeah. on and see, see you on a Sunday and, and missing being able to be with the kids. It's a huge opportunity to be able to be that light and be that hope uh, to the people around us. And oftentimes, I don't know about you, but there's some of the most tragic situations I've seen have been the most humane human real moments I've ever seen out of people. And I'm reminded back to the more tornado where World Harvest Church, we actually sent a team down to be able to clean up and I had the opportunity to be able to help with that. Um, but I saw the most human love out of those moments mm-hmm. where everyone is hurting. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing that in those moments of hurt, you have a choice either to just lay down and allow yourself to hurt or get up and do something for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And out of people, I mean, it was amazing to me that when tragedy struck, whether it was here, whether it was deployed, when tragedy would strike and people would have the opportunity to be focused on their own hurt, it's like they just said, you know what, not today. I'm going to go focus on helping somebody else. And you had people, (laughs) I remember this one example. There was one house that was mostly pretty much together and it had some stuff in the yard and another house that was totally completely decimated in that tornado, May May 5th tornado a long time ago. And the person whose house was totally decimated was over helping clean up the other person's house. Yeah. I don't know if it was out of like, I don't know where to start with this house, right. but, but it, in those moments, it didn't matter. It was the fact it was the opportunity to be able to pour in and be able to help somebody. Yeah. So what, just as a word of encouragement before we wrap up here for people, you know, this is a hurting time and a challenging time for a lot of people. Yeah. What's something that we can encourage our people to say, listen, it's not, all is not lost. This is a chance to be able to, to take a step out and to be able to lead in these moments. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, you know, what the, the saying, it's darkest before the dawn. I just really believe that God's about to do an amazing thing. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just in India. I'm talking about across the world. But I think yeah. when else has the nation been in a situation like this where people have been forced to stay at home and actually deal with a lot of different issues and see different things going on in their lives? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not able to stay so busy that they don't have to deal with their issues. I mean, it's right there. And so um, I think there's some revelation coming through this, but I think when we open the church, the church doors Mm -hmm. and people start to come in, Mm -hmm. um, there's an expectation there. There's an anticipation Mm -hmm. there, I believe in the body of Christ. And I think that we're going to see some amazing things happen, not just in our church, but I think across the country um, in the church. Yeah. So it's coming. Finest hour. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's right. I was just going to say, you know, Scott, I, I know your heart for God. You love, you love the Lord. You and I have had some awesome conversations in the past. But um, as we begin to wrap up this time together, I want you to t- would you take just a moment and just 
uh, speak to the people, and I'd like for you to also pray for those because I know there's probably people watching right now. They're, they're in a challenge. Life has been turned upside down, and they're just not really sure. Maybe somebody watching right now that's maybe, I know you've had a lot of health challenges in your life. I mean, it's a miracle that you're sitting right here right now talking to us. It's a miracle that you've made it out of your, your young years. I mean, you're a walking miracle. Yeah in that, but would you take just a moment and speak to the people watching right now and just whatever the Lord has in your heart for you to share with them and, and then pray? Absolutely. Um, the fact that you're still drawing breath today, God's not finished with you yet. Mm-hmm. And the best is on its way. The victory is yours. And no matter what your body's telling you, no matter what the doctor's telling you, no matter what you see, what you hear, what you may be feeling, listen, the word of God is absolute, it's concrete. And when he says that you are healed, that means you are healed. Whether your body responds that way right now or not, that victory is still yours in Christ Jesus. There's still victory at the cross of Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. He still reigns and he's still on the throne. So don't you lose doubt right now. Don't you get frustrated right now because your victory is coming. It's on its way. I'm gonna take a second and pray if that's all right. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you and praise you and I thank you that I can come here with these men of God and come together in your name and in your presence and in your church, God, and lift up these individuals that are watching this. And I pray that every need that they have, you know what their need is, God. You know what their needs are. You know what their pain is. You know what their hurt is. You know the confusion that they have. You know the frustration in the financial situation, God. But ultimately, you are still on the throne. And I pray that you reveal that to them in a mighty way. Holy Spirit, I pray that you go and invade their homes right now, in their lives, wherever they are, and you reveal yourself. You touch them. May the peace that surpasses all understanding envelop and wrap your arms around them. Holy Spirit, give them a visitation from you. May they know that they've been in the presence of the Almighty God. May they know that your word is true and it still remains, God, that it's not going to return into your vo- uh, unto you void. It's going to accomplish what you sent it forth to do and that there's victory in the, in the cross. There's victory in Jesus. And in the name of Jesus, the victory is theirs. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Man, that, this is literally why we have The Real Podcast, is that we can be honest, we can connect with you throughout the week, um, and encourage you, listen, it's okay to live a real life. It's okay to live a life uh, where sometimes you got questions, sometimes you got frustrations. I mean, we're human for crying out loud. We were made, the word says we were made in his image. We, we have a God who is an emotional God, just like us. It's not something to be ashamed of, but instead to embrace who we are and celebrate what God is doing in our lives today. So as we re- live a relevant, engaging, actionable life, we just want to encourage you, listen, stay plugged into the church, stay plugged into the opportunities to be able to stay connected uh, and grow together as a family. If you're not, I know uh, we may not necessarily yet have the discipleship groups going again, but we have several ways that you can get connected. One is make sure you visit harvestenid.com. That's our website where you can see the events that are coming up. Also, you can see live streams of each service. And if you haven't followed us yet at World Harvest Church on Facebook, and at World Harvest Church Enid on uh, YouTube. Be sure you do that because the live stream worship is gonna be phenomenal each and every Sunday. Also, Wednesdays, uh, seven o'clock, we live stream the Bible study with Pastor Brad and I believe Pastor Timmy. Uh, so make sure you follow that as well. There's so many great opportunities yeah. to get plugged in, yeah. to stay attached to the Word of God. But listen, thanks so much for listening to the, the Real Podcast. We truly appreciate it and we look forward to seeing you. Make sure you subscribe and we'll see you guys next week.